What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Music Corner, Rift State Away. Um, and I'm Sebastian. Yeah, today we're back. New tunes for the people like you. Congestion edition from me. Trent gonna be here. Had stuff going on. Show goes on. He's sleeping. He's sleeping. He had stuff going on, aka sleep, which I get. I, I get it. You know, it happens, but and it's all good because you know what? We still got the tunes to talk about that are new. The Looney Tunes. Uh, which honestly is very fitting for the title of that for for whenever we're going to talk today, the Looney Tunes. Yep. But we'll get to that later. You probably already know what I'm talking about. But before we get to that, let's start it out here with a uh, a, a local a, a local artist here, a uh, Beamer Mac self titled album. Uh, yes, so Beamer Mac is actually a buddy of Brody, aka Chunk Boner. Uh, who we reviewed last year with the Husky album, which made my honorable mentions, like, unironically, it was truly a solid rap album, uh, you know, especially from, like, a local artist like him, like, d- definitely worth listening to. It was very impressive, especially coming off of uh, it being a sophomore album, I should say. So I was like, all right, keep an eye, keep an eye out. It's pretty cool to know, you know. Um, and a little side note, too, uh, after... You know, sometime after this episode's uploaded, there should be an interview that we're going to be doing. Uh, as of today, we will be recording with both Brody and uh, Beamer Mac. I don't know his actual name at the moment, but I'm pretty sure they're both coming for this interview. I know at least Brody Chunk Boner will be here, so uh, keep an eye out for that. But nevertheless, going into Beamer Mac here. Uh, so yeah, this album is a debut album, as I may have said already, and it is a start for sure, just like how Chunk Boners was back in 2022, um, this one here is also, you know, a start of things to come, I would say, uh, but always some room for improvement. Uh, I would say, you know, the opening track, Peanut Butter, kind of sets you up for what to expect with this album. A little goofy, little experimental, little, you know, unique blends of hip-hop to come throughout this album, which, you know... I would say is the case for sure. Uh, they're definitely like finding their strong suits here on this one. And peanut butter is definitely a way to start it out. Um, I was kind of like uh, just riding the wave of this album from the most part with Nutty Mellow, Mr. Beamer, Meathead. Uh, you know, songs like that aren't bad by any means. Um, it's just like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't quite hitting as hard as I would have expected a little bit coming off of peanut butter. Uh, not sounding bad at all. Honestly, there really are no bad songs, I would say, other than one that I'll get to here in a little bit. But even then, it's not like the worst thing imaginable. Um, but it's definitely like a lot of like cruising on the wave type songs. You know, they're just making fun rap tunes here. Not going like, you know, apeshit bananas, not getting all, you know, experimental with the production or anything. It's just, you know it's straight good i would say uh one of the best ones on here though i would say wallace and grummet uh with uh chunk boner and uh sledgehammer c-mac first of all it's base names all around i gotta say but that one goes fucking hard especially chunk on the track there he i, I would say like you know no disrespect to mr beamer here or anything but chunk he like you know <laughs> he goes in on a lot of these tracks for sure um uh, 
but this would be a no exception. Now, the only one that I really was not uh, fully, you know, vibing with was Ho Boy. And I think that's only because of the weird auto-tune-esque, you know, things that they were doing on the vocal end. Which, you know, it's it, it was fine and it was, like, cool to hear. But that one, it just really, you know, it, it, it didn't get it for me. But I do kind of like the, uh, you know, that, uh, what would you call that? Like, you know a west coast you know hip-hop kind of vibe that it was going for there uh definitely can hear the influence a little bit on that one but yeah overall the rest of the album it was like totally fine it was a straight you know hip-hop album that for a debut not too bad at all it was pretty decent i gave it a 7 out of 10 it's cool it's chilling definitely at least worth checking out and i'm excited to see you know what's more to come down the pipeline for beam Rap. but uh yeah uh sebastian take it away next Overall, I think this is actually a really, really solid, like, first-time collaboration between the two. Uh, this is a really solid, just, like, first overall album for Beamer Mac here. I think both of these, both these two have a lot of good chemistry together. You can tell they're, they, I, I feel like they sound like they're, like, two good friends, kind of, because coming together and just shooting the shit over yeah. and stuff. And I, I really enjoy that about the album. At first, I wasn't too huge on some of the songs, but I did give it a second listen, and a lot of it did grow on me because I, I want to support local acts as much as possible. Um, obviously, I will I will call, um, oh my God, what's it called? A stain a stain if that's the case, but this is far from. For two like local rappers, you know, I usually expect like, okay, these are gonna be some like recycled horrible beats or whatever. But no, these were really competently produced. My biggest issue is like honestly not an issue of like how they're rapping or anything. It's just I feel like the mixing could be a little bit better. I feel like the vocals just kind of feel tacked on rather than well mixed into it. And if they are self-producing it or bringing it to someone, that will just get better over time. So I'm not gonna like be super bad on that because it's hard to get really quality production right away when you're starting something up and you don't have like a lot of money or a lot of experience. Believe me, I've, I've been there. I get it. So I'm not going to hold back that kind of thing on them. Um, the rhymes and beats on here were actually good. The flows were not just like one note. They were very dynamic. They were very, uh, they were very cartoonish. And I mean that in a good way because this is supposed to be like a more loony, a more, uh, like tongue in cheek kind of album. So I really respect that from them. It's it's not like trying to take itself too seriously. This album is good. It's uh, it's really competently made, competently produced. I will say, Ho Boy was definitely my least favorite off the track. I think it was just had to do with how the auto tune was kind of used on it. Uh, it kind of reminded me of like a Blade scenario with the singing. And I was not my, it was not my favorite, but I feel like if it was like a little bit less, uh, dialed in or sorry, it was a little bit more dialed in and a little bit mixed better. That auto tune would have really worked on the song, but at least the rapping around the singing parts were good. So I'll give it that. Uh, the song Wallace and Gromit is probably my favorite of the, of the tracks here. Uh, I really enjoy obviously the title. I love my Ardman production, so shout out to Claymation. Love that shit. Uh, and also, it just it also had a lot of good bars. Um, I'm really excited to see more of what they have to go in the future. I'm gonna give this one a 7.5 out of 10. If you're looking for some good, like quality, you know, just uh, good loony type of you know chaotic rapping, 
check this out. I think it's definitely worth your listen, and it's also supporting some local talent that are trying to make it. So, yeah. Hell yeah, there you go. And now that uh, Trent actually is here now, uh, Trent, would you like to give your take on this album as well? Um, yeah, I will say I gave it a, I gave it a seven out of ten. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty, really good. Um, I loved all the samples, like the freaking zombies carpenter sound was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from Black Ops. Uh, like there was, I think there was a fart noise in there at some some point, probably. Uh, the rapping is like, it's funny, you know, like I, a lot of funny lines, like it's it's tasteful most of the time. Um, but you know, but after the whole album, I was just kind of like, yeah, like I'm good, and I, I would have had a higher score for it, uh, as it would have been like a seven point five or eight, but I mean. It was pretty good. I mean, a chunk being on, you know, most of the album, I think it was half the album uh, with him. I thought it was a great idea. You know, get your homeboy in there. Um, but yeah, it it was pretty good. Give it a 7 out of 10. It was, it was great. Um, fucking, fucking good. Fucking good. Hell yeah. There you have it. All right. Moving along here. We got an album here from uh, Lucy and IV. 100% prod IV. Sebastian, go right ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, this album fucking blows. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to, I'm just going to cut to the chase really quick. I'm not going to dally around. This is very incompetent. Um, I'm sorry if it is independent. I know this is a smaller rapper or whatever this is. I don't know. This sounds like wannabe little peep garbage. And I hate little peep to begin with. So trying to be Little Peep in a worse sense definitely doesn't help. Uh, you also have some like really, really, really bad sounding MIDI beats. Oh my God. Starting from the fucking uh, guitar interlude on the very beginning track, Make My Bed, that sounds like a literal dollar store keyboard that you just plugged in. You're playing through. It's like little shitty speakers that have like years of dust and spider webs in them. It just fucking sucks. I Only the gorillas can make a beat like that sound good. And I don't think there can be any other way. I I don't understand how there is an audience for this. Uh, the vocals are really shittily layered. At least some of it's on beat. Um, but, like, I hate the, like, delay-relay effect. I hate the layering. Everything just sounds like shit. The production's awful. The singing is just really slapdash at best. Uh, it's at least on pitch. I'll give it that. But it just... it This just sounds like a... It just sounds like a high school theater kid trying to be Lil Peep. And I don't like that. I think it sucks. Um, and the fact these guys are from fucking Connecticut and they're trying to sound like they're fucking British too. I don't get it. There's not that strong of an accent in Connecticut. It's like... Oh, the most I, I, oh Massachusetts actually. Oh, sorry. Massachusetts. Yeah, Massachusetts. Sorry. Same area. There is an accent in there, but it's not... I, I don't hear like the hard ah kind of thing in there <laughs> I, I hear more of like a british kind of slow tie sound like that really like that really like uh southern british that's that's what they're trying to go for and they're not i don't get it it just this is just awful in every sense i found no enjoyment out of this uh it, the album is short coming in at 28 minutes but fuck does it drag i i found myself really 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 holding down like holding my hand close at least to the skip button on every single song 
because it's so repetitive. It is so lackluster in anything. There is no semblance of creativity in here. Honestly, I I don't know, man. Um, if you like it, you like it. Cool. I won't I won't judge you too much, but I will judge the artists here. Uh, this fucking sucks. Do better next time. Zero out of ten. Zero out of ten. No, I get it. I was very I confused with this one. I just didn't understand that like this was actually happening. You know, it's one of those things where it's like you know you could respect the experimentation of it, I guess, to a degree, but. I don't know, man, with how everything sounded overall. It was just rough to get through, even with, like you said, how short of an album it is at only 28 minutes. But it's, yeah, it, it, it's very rough production. It's very, but, but more rough than that is the vocal end of it because the, the rapping, quote unquote, of it all is just very... Melodic rapping, yeah. <laughs> very mumbly, very just, you know... What's the word I'm looking for here? Very like you know, you don't have it together. Very cracky, like voice cracky-ish kind of thing going on. And I really think this is the epitome of an album where you actually you you either love it or you just you hate it. Like there, I don't think there could be any at all in between. This is like a the huge epitome of there is no in between for an album like this. It is just. It's so weird. And I love the descriptions for this on um, Rate Your Music. It's like raw, bittersweet, quirky, passionate. I'm like... <laughs> what is this, your Tumblr bio? How's that right? I'm like, where? Where is any of this? I'm, I'm, I'm asking for a friend here. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Melodic, poetic. Like, sure, maybe on, like, you know, the, the lyrical end, maybe there is. But the execution of it all is dog shit. I was like, whew. So with all that said, this is currently my worst album of the year. It's early. I don't know if, I mean, anything could change, you know, but I mean, I, I think you all understand why. <laughs> I mean, shit, I would rather listen to that goddamn uh, uh, one album we talked about last week with the fucking uh, shit. What was that one called, Trent? The one with... uh, Lil Dicky? No, 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 no. Trent, <laughs> you, you kind of liked it. Uh, oh, you're talking about uh, Odd Even. Odd Even, yep, yep. yep. I was I just funny. You didn't even have to say, you just had, just had to say that one, and I knew exactly what <laughs> you like, were oh, talking that, about. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, with that one, I can tolerate a lot more. I, I don't like either of them, and they're pretty, like, similar in score for me, but, like, at least that one's more tolerable, whereas this one... At least it's competent. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that one, they have a song about whiskey and shit, and you'd think they'd be drunk as hell, but this one, I, I think he's sober. I think he's actually sober here on this one, but you know, with that, it's, it's a four and a half out of 10 for me. I'm just, yeah, it's, it's a rough one. Worst album of the year so far. And I know that, you know, with a rating like that coming from me, it's very likely that, you know, this won't be the worst. There'll probably be some far worse ones this year, but like, uh, it's still taking the cake for now. So we'll see what happens there, but Trent, take it away next. Um, yeah, uh, I am in the same boat as Sebastian, uh, to really no surprise here. Uh, if you remember what I thought about the Kurt Vile album from last year, this is literally Kurt Vile of this genre. <laughs> um, and I, I don't, I don't understand it. Um, 
it's it's the most like mundane I like really rapping over the fucking most basic ass beats, not even interesting lyrics. I, I love your comparison to the fucking dollar store MIDI keyboards, Sebastian. I think it's fucking <laughs> great. Um, but also uh, you you like compared it to like slow tie. And I was like, that's actually really like that's a re- this is a really good comparison because I, I I feel like that's also what they were trying to go for, you know. Um, but yeah, if, for only being a half an hour long, it it did not even it felt way fucking longer. Um, it it was a fucking chore. When I re-listened uh, to it, I, I honestly I felt the same way because I was like, wait, I thought it was only like twenty some minutes. Why does this feel so long? Dude, I no. was up and go traffic and. Fuck man. You called yeah, me. Would... You called me. You're like, is this the album? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I, I when I texted you and I was like, I, I can't fucking find this album. And then you sent it to me and I was like, oh, alright. Yeah, then you're uh, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I listened to it and I was like, was like Jesus, this is why I couldn't find it. Nobody fucking wants to listen to this. Um <laughs> But it was for me, it really is just a waste of time. Uh, it it oh and to top it all off, the the funniest thing about this entire thing, uh, there was a smoke alarm beep somewhere in one of yes. the earlier songs. Yes. And I was like, that is not intentionally placed because it was really fucking random. I, I was like, so somebody that. somebody forgot to edit that out and that fucking put the cherry on top for me. I was like, wait a minute, because it was in like the middle of a line. And it made no it made no sense. Like if that was like an added beat or whatever, I was like, no, I was like that he, that happened in the middle of him or, or whoever this is. Then like rapping, um, and I was like, oh, what? Um, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 bad. It's bad. It, it's a zero out of ten for me as well. Uh, it it definitely is worst album of the year at the moment. Uh, which is very funny to have one so early on. Uh, and that makes it the, the year, like, well, kind of more exciting, I would say, too. Because it's like, okay, let's see if something can actually beat this album. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, it, this is totally the opposite of Curvile for me. Where, like, that one was all the way at the end of the year. And this one's fucking, yeah, third week review. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> oh, man, dude. It's fucking wild. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see what happens with our worst albums of the year throughout the year. But, I mean... <laughs> Seems pretty set in stone now, so more on that later. But all right, moving along here. Uh, we got a new album from the band Resin Tomb, Cerebral Purgatory. Uh, Trent, start her out. Um, I had a very funny experience with this album. <laughs> oh. There's another album that we listened to this week by a big artist, um, a, a man. Uh, and the ending of that album was very slow. And then the beginning of this album comes out fucking swinging with blast beats. So I was in like a very nice chill mood and I just get a hit with fucking blast beats. <laughs> I was like, whoa, hold on. Now we're out of the next album. Uh, but I, I, I thought it was good. Um, I, let me double check. I don't remember their genre um, specifically. I think it's like death. Yeah. A death grind. Yeah. Death grind. That, that makes sense. Um, I, for, what, for what it was, uh, also uh, just under a half an hour with this one. Um, I mean, it wasn't bad. 
uh i mean that, that opening track that pretty much gives you what the album is going to be um i think the vocals were actually pretty decent uh coming from me uh you know a non-vocalist perspective um but yeah i thought it was i thought it was pretty good uh dysphoria flesh brick scalded those first three songs i mean pretty good um and then the rest of the album is it sounds the same uh human confetti is my favorite track because that name is funny as shit um and i also i love the album cover like the album art i think it's great um i love like these these bands like i don't know, it reminds me of, like something that like uh oh my god why can i not think illusions of grandeur kind of reminds me of that oh yeah 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 like oh my god what is that album that's the theatropy oh reclamation Reclamation, thank you. It, it gave me the the same type of vibe. I was able to get that right away for you too, because I actually just listened to that this week. <laughs> yeah, it did such a good. Album. And I yeah. knew you were gonna help me with it because I know you have it on vinyl. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I'm very, I'm very sad about that. I really want that. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, uh, it's it's a solid six, six and a half out of ten. Um, if if they were doing something like a little bit different, a little bit new, um, I think it would have been a seven. Um, but you know, with, with death grind, it's a little, a little tough to, to do it, but I will give them the credit. It's still, it's still a good lesson. Hell yeah. Good shit. Sebastian. I, I actually really like this one. Um, it's not because it's super innovative as Trent said, uh, it's not because it's super new sounding or anything like that, but whatever they're doing to this, uh, already made already super like, uh, polished wheel of metal they're keeping it going i i thought it was really cool um i was a big fan of like the rawness of the vocals the rawness of the instrumentation it was just a very it was a very lo-fi but yet very um well put together album it kind of reminds me of like an old tech death album from like the 90s and it had that kind of flair for me. Like everything just sounded just like super tight, but yet super unpolished. And that's what I liked about it. Um, there were some parts that were super just foreboding in like the bass and drum sense. And then also the vocals were kicking in and they just sounded very chaotic, very unhinged, manic, if you will. And I enjoyed it for that reason. I'm not going to say this is like making my top 10 of the year or anything like that. But this is by far just one of my favorite uh, heavier releases in a while. I'm going to give this one an 8 out of 10. I wish I had more to say about it, but it's just good. That's all I really have to say. It's just a really, really solid raw album. Yeah, I I feel that for sure. Uh, I'm definitely in a similar boat. I actually think this is my favorite album of the week, too. Maybe a big surprise. Whoa. Yeah, no, I know. I know. That's that not what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> no, truly. Like, in terms of consistency, uh, lyrical content, and, uh, you know, just how visceral of an album that this is, um, definitely something that I don't typically find myself enjoying, at least on first listen for a lot of the time. Um, especially because, like, lately, whenever I've been listening to new, like, death metal, grind, or some, just some obscure metal album with a cool album cover that I don't know, I, I'm usually left feeling either extremely underwhelmed or the album was just shit and sounds like everything else, you know, which, you know, I, I'm sure like your, your, your average, uh, 
metalhead who only listens to death metal type thing would you know loathe that statement that i just said there but i think it's true i think sometimes there's too shitty of production for the death metal i understand that's the appeal some of the time but it's not you know it, it doesn't appeal to me it's not worth it it's a waste of time i would say um which sucks too whenever the album cover's cool but everything else is just and then like over and over and over like a shitty fucking you know microphone that's in a pringles can i'm i'm good when it comes to that <laughs> i'm good you know i don't i don't need that shit but no uh resin tomb here uh which i believe this is the this is their like uh first full-length album i'm pretty sure yeah i yeah i just i just looked it up this is a debut album. or a debut it's fucking great you're coming out of the trenches <laughs> a little reference for later uh with this fucking <laughs> heavy of an album it's like whew, like and they didn't like fuck around either because there's really no bad tracks here the only one that i really didn't like you know do anything for me was the title track which i'm pretty sure that was just an instrumental like a very long instrumental track it was like four minutes and 20 seconds which 420 at but um it you know it's, it's the only thing that I, I it could have been left off or at least cut down a little bit like if it was like you know two and a half minutes i think that would have been like a good cap right there but sometimes it just goes on for a little bit too long but no there's just some great high fast-paced energy through this almost entire thing yes it's a bit repetitive for sure but i mean like i said to come out with this as a debut that is like some solid shit it is just so raw in your face this is like true raw not that lucy and iv album this is the raw epitome that i'm talking about here um but yeah i fucked with this heavily it's an 8 out of 10 for me i don't think you'll be disappointed i mean like i said every other track is solid uh, other than the title track for me flesh brick scalded human confetti as trent mentioned earlier purge fluid i mean it's all great it's totally worth checking out it is some fire fucking shit but uh hell yeah i feel bad giving a fucking six and a half (laughs) i mean hey you know what dig what you dig dig what you dig i get you i'll give him a i'll give him a fucking seven because it's a debut fuck him oh fuck him okay I mean, it's hey, my score. Fine, you guys did take your eights. I'll take my seven. Fine, you guys did better than I thought. <laughs> I know. Actually, that's fair though to say with me and Sebastian because we are picky bitches when it comes to metal, especially this kind of metal. So, like, I really, I really thought y'all were gonna give like a five or something. No, I fuck with it. Like, I mean, there are some grinds that I like probably could have given like a similar score to you like a six and a half or even like lower because you know yeah some grind is a little shitty but you know this one coming coming out hot coming out hot easily but uh fuck yeah moving along here we got an album from chelsea wolf she reaches out to she reaches out to she reach uh sebastian to start her out this is a really really cool artsy gothic album um, it's definitely, it hit me in an area that I haven't been, uh, touched in in a while. Um, <laughs> it, it was good. It sounded great. It reached an area of my mind that was, uh, great. Um, I, I really enjoyed a lot of the industrial side of production on this. These really soft vocals. At first I was going to call this like, kind of like a Billie Eilish kind of thing. But then I realized, oh wait, Chelsea Wolf. That's been around uh, way longer than a Billy here. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I even think there might have been some influence going the other way around. 
uh, just because like I just love how softly layered everything is. It's like this super methodical kind of slow meandering feel from it. I really like it. It's super witchy, but like not in the um, Tumblr aspect where it's like, you know, I have a shrine next to my bed and there's the Onceler from the Lorax next to it. Uh, it's very much like this super just ethereal, just really cool sounding album. I really like all the different blends here. It's a lot of heavier mixing choices. Yeah, the vocals are a bit like one note overall, but I think that's what kind of makes this album super special. Uh, it just, it does what it does super, super well. And I really like it. Um, if I were to pick a couple favorites, I really like Eyes Like Nightshade. I really think that one has like this super, like it kind of reminds me of like something from uh, like the craft or something like that, uh, but not like too heavy in the nostalgia. Um, I also really like the closing track Dusk as well. And another thing about this album too, even if it does feel a little bit slow, at least it's under an hour at 40, at 42 minutes, my bad. 42 minutes here and it really just doesn't overstay its welcome i i honestly i i put it on my same playlist as like my other really slow jams like your elliot smiths or uh, i know very different genre but at least in that like really self low self-loathing kind of spiritual sense i put it in that kind of playlist and i think it has a really good spot there i'm going to be coming back to this album quite a bit especially while i'm doing things like studying or putting in population data for my job or something and it's something just to like let my mind truly wander in a creative sense i i think this is just one of the most beautiful breathtaking things i've listened to in uh the whole year so far i really really enjoyed this it's not perfect uh i i do think you know, the the sense of it's like it's not super like varied in style in a lot of senses vocally that kind of hinders it for me of making it like a 10. But that's the only thing I can give it that's against the album. Uh, overall, this is a great experience. If you like a lot of Billie Eilish's work, as I mentioned before, sorry, I keep tying her in. They're very different artists, but at least in theme and like the darkness of like Billie's earlier work it kind of holds that similar resonance. Uh, if you like that, if you like that witchy stuff, if you're shopping at a place or if you're going outside and collecting bones in the forest, this is definitely your type of tea. So uh, sip it well at a 9 out of 10. Hell yeah. Um, ah, I gotta say, I'm in a pretty similar boat here. I really did fuck with this album a lot, uh, which is, you know... A good thing for me because uh i've listened to some of her older stuff i couldn't tell you the names or anything like that um of the i don't even think they were albums it was just some songs that came up in a playlist but i really fucked with what i heard from her and i had wanted to keep an eye on her for a while but like the thing is is that like she hasn't come out with an album since 2019 and it was like around then or a little bit after that i started getting into her you know or at least discovered her so, like, I just never went back to the other albums. But after hearing this one, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to go back and hear more of her shit. But the only album I really had experience with her was the collaboration album that she did with the band Converge, uh, Blood Moon One, which was like, I, it was like a sludge post-metal symphonic doom type thing going on there, you know, uh, from 2021 that... Uh, I, you know, 
it didn't do anything for me because a lot of the songs were just really long. There's only a couple that were actually like, you know, the speed of like Converge, you know, uh, whereas with her thrown into the mix, it was cool, but it just doesn't do anything for me at all. So I was just kind of like underwhelmed when it came to that one. But going into this one here, I really do love that the dark wavy trip hop sound that she was going for with it because it really suits her. I think her vocals really well on here. Like with the songs like House of Self Undoing and Everything Turns Blue. I mean, it is just like, it, it's it's pure goth shit, you know? And I'm not even really big with like, you know, goth stuff I've come to realize. But like, you know, with her, I think she executes it really well to the point that it's like, you know, if I could find something that sounds like her, I could definitely get down with like, you know, some goth stuff. But with all that and the album, I guess, being inspired by her uh, achieving sobriety, in uh, 2021, uh, it makes for, like, you know, a solid, you know, uh, uh, motivational listen, I would say, to a degree, I'm sure. Uh, there are definitely some points on here that were a bit too slow for me. In fact, it, like, happened pretty often with, like, Tunnel Lights, uh, The Liminal, uh, Unseen World, Place in the Sun. They weren't bad tracks, but it definitely just kind of, like, you know, dragged a little bit for me. Um, but even then, there's, like, a lot more of the good on here than the bad, for sure. Definitely worth checking out. I gave it a seven and a half out of ten. It's it's a good one. It's pretty damn fucking good. Definitely worth checking out. Uh, Trent, go right ahead. Yeah, and I I'm in a similar boat as, as everybody else. Um, it, I gave it a seven out of ten. Thought it was pretty good. You know, those like industrial slash like alternative gothic sound. Uh, it was great. Uh, my. I think my really only my really gripe with this album is that it it was hard to find like a change um in like the song structure um but for the most part for it being you know not the longest thing you know it it it's only 42 minutes which for this it it doesn't feel that bad. I mean all the songs are uh over 4 minutes except for one but it didn't it didn't feel like long at all. But it was it was still good. Liked it. Um I didn't really know what to expect. Uh I kind of got an inkling from the uh album art here. Uh because it looks kind of you no know, kind of it's got those weird vibes to it. Um almost like a cult esque vibes. Um but yeah, for the most part, it it was it was pretty good. Giving it a music corner seven, we chilling. We chilling. Hell yeah, I love it. Well, there you go. Moving along here, we got an album here, uh, a return album of sorts from the iconic Jennifer Lopez. This is me now. Uh, Trent, go ahead, start her out. Surprisingly, I do. I do think this is a good album. Oh shit. Uh, and whereas I may not be the the biggest J Lo fan, uh, I still think that she did it well. Um, for for her being you know an older face in in the music game, I she still has it. Um, you know her music has definitely changed a bit. Um, than you know what it used to be. You know that like high, dancey like pop, you know stuff getting in that scene. Uh, a few songs with Pitbull here and there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 
Mr. Worldwide, Mr. 305, <laughs> darling. Um, while her, it, it, like I said, while her music has changed, it's still good quality, which is good. Uh, and was this a, a more like sappy uh, album? Yes. But does that mean it was bad? By all means, no. It, it was it was very enjoyable. Um, the length of it, though, and, you know, like that, like, I don't want to say like melancholy vibe, but, you know, that they, there was definite like sad emotions through most of this album um, and you could feel it and it was it was OK. You know, I think the the title track, This Is Me Now, um, I think it was a, a really, really good opener to show what, you know, you were expecting with the rest of the album. And I. I I I find that a lot of people who use the the title track as the opener, it like it doesn't really show what the rest of the album is going to be, uh, unless you're a grindcore band or whatever. Um, but J Lo doing this, um, it it's a good representation of what she is now. Like it, it, no no joke there. Like that's what. You know that's what it is, and she's explicitly saying like, "Yeah, this is this is this is me now. This is what I'm doing." Um, and I think I think it's great. I think it's I think it's awesome. Uh, I gave it want to give it a six point five out of ten. Um, I I I will give her credit for still keeping in in the game, still doing what she thinks you know is good, what she wants to do. Yeah, fucking keep on doing it, man. It was great. Hell yeah, Sebastian. I I'm the opposite in every <laughs> of the word. Um, Damn, I, I'm sorry. Like I I'm I'm happy you found enjoyment from it, Trent. And like you know, it's it's great that like there is people that will like this. I I can't in any sense of the word. Um, this is soulless garbage to me. It just sounds very much like a product placement. It sounds completely completely robotic i mean oh my god the amount of auto-tune on the beginning track was just oozing out and not like a t-pain sense where it's artistic it was just really tackily placed and it made her voice sound inhuman to the point where it was laughable for me i really hated how she wrote all these ballads and stuff and there are no dynamics whatsoever how can you lose dynamics in a fucking ballad is my question uh if you want to make any sort of music that makes you feel something maybe think about having actual you know range in volume range in aggression range in softness maybe any of that but whoever produced this Complete hack job. I feel more bad for JLo than not because this could have been salvaged if maybe there is a scrap of humanity in the mix whatsoever. Um, I know this is like based off of like she's making a movie from it and stuff on Amazon. I, I saw ads for it last night and I'm just very much not into this. I've never thought of Jenny, uh, Jenny from the block as a good singer. I've always thought of her as a good performer, as a good dancer. You know, she is competent sometimes in acting, but in singing, I've always thought of her as being just kind of there. Um, her range is not really too crazy, at least like, you know, obviously autotune does not make or break a singer. Obviously you still have to sound good before the autotune gets applied, 
But when you have such a bad production job like this, it just makes it sound like a Rebecca Black's Friday almost. Just so soulless and no scrap of humanity there. I know I'm I know just get your counters up for how many times I'm going to say this, but it's so fucking bad. Um from there you have like can't get enough mad in love and stuff all these songs about ben affleck and shit and like that's cool you know i'm glad that you're finding love at your age jlo that's great but like my fucking god can you make it sound like you actually love the guy and it's not just like a really tactless kind of just oh yeah this is just what the song says you know it doesn't it's not actually my feelings it's just i'm just reading the lyrics here um yeah, Hummingbird, really stupid fucking song. It's like, I'm coming back to you like a hummingbird. It's like, yeah, shut the fuck up. I, I, God, I hate this. <laughs> um, this was like probably other than the Lucy and IV, this was the worst to listen to of the week. Uh, I think Lucy and IV is definitely worse because like, obviously one's very amateur and one is a fucking hack job from a not amateur. So like, I don't know which one's technically worse because like, if you have someone producing this that is competent, the fact they fucked up this bad, I think is probably a bit worse than someone who doesn't know what they're doing fucking up because they don't know any better. But like, my God, I, and also the instruments, like the orchestration, that's another part that lacks any sort of humanity. My God, can you, can you like get an actual player in there? Can you actually like, you know, have some, any sort of humanity in those strings? They just, there's nothing. When I hear orchestra, when I think of orchestration, I think of this lush wall of sound that can't be replicated with any sort of electronic items. And yet, they try to replicate it with electronic album, and it just completely fucks everything up. I, I just, I don't get it. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, JLo. I know this is you, but this ain't for me. Uh, zero out of ten. Zero enjoyment out of this. And yeah. <laughs> damn there you go uh yeah for me uh i i have to say i lean more with trent actually on this one because i actually did like this album. yeah i actually liked the album a little bit but not like you know crazily or anything like it's not gonna be like one of my favorites of the year or anything but i i have to say i was actually a little bit impressed now sebastian i know what you mean because like yes there is like that whole fucky aspect of it, you know, with like, you know, the production for sure and the whole like product placement thing like you were saying, because this album is promoting uh, her documentary coming out here uh, pretty soon where it's like going to be about her life and like, you know, how she's been with fucking, uh, what's this fuck, Ben Affleck and all that shit. And also, a mo I think there's a movie too going along with it. There's both a movie, a documentary and an album thing. Like this is like, the, the the plug you know it this is everything this is her now basically and a tour of course to accommodate all of that but um in terms of the music itself i actually didn't mind a lot of it um it is definitely you know a little uh, some songs are slower some songs are more poppy the popular ones i enjoyed more uh there's a there's a there's a hit boy produced track on here for can't get enough which i'm like yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? Oh, and a Tate Keith, I guess, had some production in the this time around. So there, there's that as well. <laughs> Very weird to say those two guys on a Jennifer Lopez album to me. But see, the thing is with this album, why I thought it was actually going to be a little bit better than what it was is because it's like, you know, 
20 plus years after her This Is Me Then album. And I thought it was going to be like a lot more introspective, a lot more like time capsule of like where you're at now. But really, it is just kind of like this is me in like, you know, my romance with Ben Affleck and also being married and uh, self-healing. I'm like, OK, I thought it would be like a lot more, you know, involved with her life and not just one piece of her life now but i mean you know that is what it is there that's just a little something that was something i thought i thought it could have been executed better if you're gonna call the album this is me now you know but no even then it was a fine listen uh you know you can get through it's 44 minutes it's a you know a pretty fine length album for what this is and uh yeah there's not really much else to talk about though i i gave it a seven you know like i said i was fine with it it's nothing like awful for me by any means with how I heard it but I also understand how it could be awful for someone like Sebastian you know it it's it's either way you know but there's at least unlike um uh the Lucy and Ivy album there is somewhere you can meet in the middle you know you don't either have to love it or hate it you can meet in the middle somewhere but <laughs> that's just for the sake of this one uh but yeah there you have it and now moving along to uh the final album of the day uh, get ready. It, it, you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming here. We're going to talk about the new Kanye West and Ty Dolla Sign album, Vultures One. Yay, Dollar Sign. Collaboration. It's here. Um, you know, I don't know what's going to be talked about with this one from either end here fully, but we're going to go into it. We're going to talk about it. Uh, I'm going to start out here by saying this. Uh, Kanye West is very controversial. We know this. He has said some stupid shit, you know? And with this album, I'm personally putting that on, onto the side here, you know, and looking at it on a mostly, you know, just artistic and musical aspect rather than, you know, full-on lyrics, you know, lyrical content, which unfortunately does still come into part with like where my score comes from and like how it lowers you know but we'll get to that in a bit here for sure um but vultures one has been in the talks since last year with so much teases so much uh initial release dates that just kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed uh you know until it finally happened and the album cover came out and the whole burzum looking thing happened and like people were like what the fuck he's he's nazi you know and it's it's getting kind of crazy you know i mean but it's kanye so do you expect do you expect not crazy when it comes to kanye i i do not i'm not the one of those but with the album out now um i could say that for me personally i did enjoy the album Pretty thoroughly, I would say. There were a lot of cool, you know, experimental moments that he did on here that I can understand why some people wouldn't like. For one thing, some of the production on here definitely does sound a bit rushed. It definitely does sound like they just wanted to get it out at a certain point, even though they kept pushing the dates and everything for this one. But, no, there are some pretty good tracks on here. Keys to My Life, I think... There's a good, like, solid, you know, slower, you know, track on here. One of the only slower ones, really, that I actually enjoyed, whereas, like, you know, towards 
literally the last quarter of the album, I started to like, you know, lose any sort of interest with it. But I thought it was a good way to start it out, which then leads into paid for me that I, you know, I think it's a fun, like house inspired beat song. You know, it's, it's pretty jammy. It's pretty fun. Um, then it goes to uh, talking with like Northwest, which I think it's a cute feature, you know, on there, but it's definitely nothing that like I would ever go back to, you know, or even like, I can't say I thoroughly enjoyed, uh, but the music video for it is like, I guess, kind of wholesome. I don't know if that's even the right way of saying that, but like, you know, it's like Kanye and his daughter. It's kind of cute, but then it's like, it's Kanye <laughs> with his daughter and the whole like, you know, what he might be spreading onto her with his like beliefs and shit. I, ugh, you know, it gets a little, gets a little, fur- it gets a little foggy. It's a little foggy on that one, but. Let's get into the good shit of it all. Back to Me, one of the best tracks on here, easily. I mean, it, you know, beautiful big titted but naked women just don't fall out the sky, you know. I mean, he's spitting, all right? That is a Kanye bar. Like, I think only Kanye could think of. And it works. And the sample, too, with, uh, you know, Jay from uh, Dogma. Uh great it's awesome and like the beat too it really like it gets you moving you know ty dolla on the chorus he's fucking riding with it you know him on the album like it it definitely does feel like a case uh i will say of like the her lost thing with drake and 21 where it doesn't really feel like ty dolla sign is on the album like a whole lot it doesn't feel like a true collaboration but when he is in like the chorus and everything he really does like a solid job with it all um he still, like, adds to, like, the enjoyment of it. But, yeah, this one, definitely awesome. And Freddie Gibbs, too, on the back end, with, like, probably one of his best features I think I've ever heard him, like, a part of. He just rides with it, man. And I love the whole, like, I love the little voice crack things that he does, you know, with it. I think it just works so perfectly with him. Uh, the only thing I didn't really care for the song, though, was how fucking repetitive it is. Like, there's a straight two minutes of them just saying basically the same shit over over the whole like i like tell me how you know i can tell you one thing beautiful big titty but naked women just don't fall out the sky you know like over and over i'm like okay we get it we get it but it gets in your head so i guess that's the point uh then we get into hood rat which is definitely a low point then we go from like a high point to a low point like immediately here because like i you know the sample of hood rat hood rat hood rat hood rat that gets annoying, right? I, I don't really care for that at all. And, like, Kanye's vocals on that end were very rough, I will say, too. It just, yeah, not it at all, I would say. But don't worry, because we pick it right back up with Do It, which is, like, probably one of the... This track has slowly just become, like, my pure favorite off the album, period. Like, no complaints at all. Like... Just that, like, kind of like, uh, I, I would almost say, like, house, West Coasty, you know, type hip-hop vibe going on with that one. Oh, my God, it is so fun. So, like, what's happening? Trying to make a movie with Ty Dolla Sign. I'm like, he fucking makes that work, too. And, like, Kanye, too, on there, like, sounds like OG Kanye, which I must say, too, there are definitely a few tracks on here. I forgot to mention with Keys to My Life. Kind of does sound like some old Kanye. Like, that one specifically kind of gave me an 808s vibe. Uh, there's definitely some ones that sound like it could be from, like, Pablo, there's ones that sound like it could have been an extra from Donda, you know, um, yeah, other tracks here, Fuck Something, 
uh, fuck summon uh, with uh, Cardi on the track there. I mean, play with Cardi on a track. That's you, you know what you're gonna expect, especially with him now with this whole like you know the deeper voice like should I go what go should I go what <laughs> you know him doing that shit. Uh, and then you know we get into a little bit of the more controversial end here, like with the title track Vultures. That was the first single I believe that came out came out like last year. That one, you know, we get a little of the anti-Semitic lyrics and everything. The how am I anti-Semitic? I just fucked a Jewish bitch type thing. You, you know, in that part, I'm like, okay, like, uh, we're good here. That's all right. Don't do that, Kanye, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, and then, like, you know, the whole like mentioned like uh, this ain't Columbine, but we came in with the trenches. I'm like, hey, there you go. I, I made a reference to that earlier. Remember that? Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. It gets a bit, you know, rocky with there. And then Carnival, I, I like the track, but the more I hear it, it feels very culty to me now for some reason. It, like the whole chanty thing that sounds like, you know, genuinely like a uh, like a fraternity chant, a chant, you know, it, it gets kind of weird, you know, like especially with like the beat that comes after that just sounds very like dark and sinister. I'm like. All right, with all the things that's been going on with Kanye, I don't know if I fuck with this too much. It gets it, it gets really weird. But after that, with the whole beg forgiveness, good don't die, problematic and King, again got a little mix of the anti-Semitic lyric stuff. But like in the case of King, it's it seems like more of like he's saying that because that's what the press is calling him. But he's still the king, as he says. But. Yeah, with all that, with JPEG Mafia being on some of the production value, with a whole bunch of people being a part of this, it's definitely an album that, like, you know, feels like a true, like, Donda 2, rather than the actual Donda 2, and it feels controversial as, like, Kanye, as always, you know, but to me, there are at least some enjoyable aspects of it. Obviously, I don't support anything the man says at all. I don't look at his political views i don't know who does i find it very weird that there is that fan base that really does take everything he says to heart and you know it makes me as a regular like you know kanye listener of you know i don't follow the man daily makes me feel weird then because i'm like okay i'm only listening to the album because i like you know i like the songs and everything i don't give a shit about like that whole side of things so it gets pretty fucky, but at the end of the day, I did enjoy this album. I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. It's at least worth checking out once, uh, but wanting to avoid it, I understand if that was the case for somebody as well. But that's all I got with that one. Uh, but Trent, take it away, Max. Uh, what did you give the album? I, I didn't oh, 7.5. 7.5? Uh, seven seven okay. Yeah. Okay, so now I don't feel bad. <laughs> Because I'm gonna be honest, this is my favorite album of the week. I I get it. I, I didn't say it, but it, it's kind of like my second favorite. It's tied with second and third, I would say. But Here, I get it. Here's here's my thing. Trump's getting canceled. Okay. No, it's 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 so touchy. It really it, is. And here's I know I'm not supposed to like this album. You know, <laughs> the forbidden fruit. Literally, this is this is the forbidden fruit, um, but a- attempting to separate art from artists, you know, <laughs> with small lyrics on this album, uh, yeah, it's th- after Donda, like th- this is leagues better, 
uh, in, in my opinion. It really is. Um, yeah, it it's it's a good album. I and I'm I'm not I like I don't know what to, what to say. I'm sorry, I like it, guys. I know. I'm sorry, I like it. Like because obviously, you like you don't stand it, for like the lyrics or anything. No, sure. no. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, like I know I said some touchy things in the past, but like. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I know I don't like Doja Cat, but come on. Come on, guys. Um, You're like, I still love the Jews. Come on. Is that, <laughs> I, 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 oh, what the fuck is this? Oh, my God. What's his name? Oh, who's the actor? The actor? Yeah. Who's the actor that made Kanye love Jews again? What the heck? Oh, Jonah Hill. <laughs> yeah, jo- I was oh, like, yeah, I love Jonah Hill. Jesus is Jew. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. They, I, the one thing that I knew with this album is that I knew it was going to be long because I think what um, most of Kanye's albums are long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, I listened to this multiple times just to make sure that I was like, am I in the right? Am I good? <laughs> um, and even like after multiple listens, I, I do feel that the second half of this album is, is a little bit better than the first uh, the first half of the album, because I think like the first half is more of like it's it seems like a very like club style like album. Like there's a lot a lot of those songs like you you could hear this in a club, especially do it. Cause, yeah, do it. And even hood rat like like <laughs> if you put that in the club, though, I don't know if people are going to be too happy about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> But like it, 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 listening to it, I'm like this feels like a club song. But yeah, do it especially. Um, even like even paperwork, I could even see. But yeah, it it's wild. Um, the the Ozzy sample I think is still very unfortunate. Um, because you know Ozzy explicitly did not give him permission to use it, and Kanye used it anyway. Um, but. Yeah, the the Ozzy, the Ozzy sample is it still fit, which was <laughs> at least good. Um, yeah, but yeah, again, for the most part, it is my favorite album of the week. It, it's an eight out of ten for me. It it it's not Donda, which I'm very thankful about. Um, oh, that's right, I forgot too. Uh, Donda is oh, we don't have a we don't have an explicit version of Donda. Damn it, no. Probably, we, probably won't. we need we need it the censorship on the album definitely like puts it down a little bit for me it's still, it does it's still good to me but like it yeah it brings it down it brings it down a bit yeah like i mean what about, i think the only two songs of a donna that i like are like off the grid and then moon and it's actually because off it. the grid has so much censorship yeah, I know those, those two are the best songs. I I'm yeah. not even gonna I'm not even gonna front <laughs> on off of Donda. Uh, but Jail though too. Don't forget Jail. Jail. Okay, okay. Jail is also great, but like those two are like the ones I will always go back to. Like every yeah, time. Yeah, they're the peak of the album. Easily, easily. I really wish Alfred didn't have that much censorship. That would make it so better, <laughs> so much better. I hear you, but hell yeah, uh, Sebastian, take it away. So I'm I'm not gonna actually give this album a score. Um, I 
I'm going to just put out there right away that if you enjoy this for the musicality side of it and not the politics associated with it, there is no judgment here. Um, I just, I myself cannot support Kanye at the moment at all. Uh, and it, it's a shame. This is, this is uh, one of the, uh, if you will, like my Roman Empire of music. I really loved everything of his growing up. And it's just, it's hard to see an artist that you love so much, even if it is a joke, even if it is like his twisted game or whatever, it still hurts. Um, the fact that he sides with Burzum, the, the fact that he's going around and doubling down on it instead of being like, this is a sick joke and I'm going to try to change my behavior. Uh, all we got was like two, uh, you know what, one and a half half-assed apologies. And uh, those are just words. They're not actions. And I have not seen anything to really justify what he's done. Um, like I said, if you like the album musically and that's it, I'm not, I'm not, this is not for you. This is merely for the people that are defending this, that are uh, defending his actions, sorry, defending his actions and uh, really going after people for not wanting to listen to it because of some of the material on the album and some of the stuff that he said recently, not even just the past. Like if this, if he said all this stuff years and years and years ago and he's changed, that's one thing, you know, we all had our edgy side, but like this is an event that just freshly happened. And during a really, really fucked up time for the kind of people that he's going against, um, it's, it's kind of fucked and I, I can't stand for it. Um, I really wish that he was better. Uh, I wish that the fan base was better. And I wish that certain people that like Kanye only because of these actions didn't fucking exist. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm just genuinely surprised how many people came out of the woodwork supporting him as if he was like an outright figure and shit. I, I don't understand where these people are coming from. These are the type of people that would never like rap, would never like a person like Kanye. And also for Kanye himself, you're one, you're one of us, Kanye, you're a minority, just like us. How can you be so fucking ignorant and hateful towards a group of people that have faced subjugation similar to yours? Amen. It, it's truly one of just the most stupid things that he could have done with his career. And uh, the fact that he just finds it funny as shock value or whatever, and not trying to back up or not trying to make amends with it is even worse. I, I can't review it. I'm not going to give it a score. Am I going to say that, you know, the whole album is not listenable or anything like that? I don't think it is. I think it's competent, uh, competently made, but I, I just refuse to talk about it in any other sense. So yeah, no score for me. Fair enough. Hey, it is all fair. No worries. We get you, you know, and just like anyone else, if you listen to the album, cool. If you don't, we get it too. We respect it always here, but yeah, it, it, it sucks that uh, he's in the state of his life right now where it's just like, he's that controversial to like the point where he is like genuine followers, like cult, like followers you know, that believe and take everything he says at face value and, like, you know, just have hate, you know, towards that a certain group, you know. It's crazy that this is the time we live in, but, I mean, hey, you know, we don't support him. 
we love everybody equally. Like, do not get it twisted here. Love you all. But hell yeah, there we have it. That has been the albums. Before we go, though, album recommendies, as we always do. Uh, Sebastian, you want to throw one out there for the fans? <laughs> yeah, I'll get back in a positive note here to end off the day. Yeah. Uh, this is an album from 2022 that I'm just that I just found. Uh, think like early Taylor Swift mixed with chamber pop. Uh, and when I say early Taylor, I'm talking about just like the more like sweet narratives, the more like sugary kind of like atmosphere. Um, I I was listening to this and I sent this to my sister, who's like the biggest Swifty I know, and she really endorsed it, really liked it as well. This is Mad- uh, Madison Cunningham. Uh, she's an up and coming artist. She's only got like le- she's got like less than five hundred thousand monthly listeners. Um, but this album, Revealer from twenty twenty two, is really good. I love just the sincerity of it. I love the instrumentation. It just is really cool uh, coming out of the woodwork, especially like I just I, I'm gonna be real. I love this pop renaissance we're going through. So many pop artists are really pushing the envelope and doing something completely different to change the cultural zeitgeist. And I, I love it. I genuinely do. Um, yeah. If you, if you like that early Taylor stuff, if you like a lot of uh, even honestly, if you like Phoebe Bridgers a little bit too, it's got a lot of those similar themes. It's just a really, really good, well-made album. So yeah, check out revealer by Madison Cun- uh, Cunningham. Sorry. I can't pronounce her name. For <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Trent, though, take it away. Uh, I feel like we've done this album before, uh, but uh, for the sake of myself, um, I'm going to go with the Mesmerized by System of a Down. Um, purely for the fact that I just two days ago uh, learned Question on guitar, um, which is, you know, the hardest song that they've ever written. Um, and the song that they refuse to play live and I've only ever played live twice uh, because it is so difficult. Uh, it's a great song. This album is great as well, but for the, for the sake of question and me, me learning it, uh, I was very proud of that because uh, it's, it's a really fucked song um, with the off time type shit. Um, yeah. If you haven't heard that song, if you haven't heard this album, it's a great album. Uh, you've got BYOB, Cigaro, Revenge, Radio Video, Violent Pornography, like great, great songs. So go check it out. Go check out Question. Great music video as well. Hell yeah. Uh, I got today uh, Despised Icon, The Ills of Modern Man. Uh, it's a little deathcore, a little, little heavy shit for you. Uh, it's pretty consistent. It's pretty heavy. It's got your deathcores. It's got your piggy squeals. It's got your breakdowns, you know. Some great shit. Every song on here, banger, furtive, uh, furtive monologue, banger, quarantine, banger, fractured hands, banger. It's great. It's fun. Despised icon. I feel like they're like a t- the type of band that like they're known in the scene, but I feel like they don't get the credit that they deserve. Still, you know, because like they're 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 kind of OGs. I would say this album even too is like you know a two th- mid two thousands uh, deathcore album. So it's like you know one of those older ones there for sure. But yeah. It's a good one. Definitely worth checking out. But hell yeah, there you have it. That has been the episode. Trent Sebastian, as always, thank you for joining. Yee. And we'll 
We'll see you guys in the next episode. This has been the Music Corner, Rested Awaits, and we are signing out.